Miami has I have to say it. I'm not going to be Alabama coach. What, 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 what? How could you not predict at least 10 to 13 wins for next season is all I'm saying. But Jesus again, Christ, 13 wins. I listen. You, I, know, I said, you want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I just, I'm sorry. I just remember that you compared Kisaki to Kelsey. I'm sorry. I did not. You I'm know what? About it, I am ready to get hurt again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dolphin fans of all ages, the Battered Fan fans are back, along with my co-host, the Battered Fan himself, Daniel G. I am the Bearded Fanatic, and thank you so much for tuning in to watching another episode of the Battered Fan Fans podcast. Danny, how the hell are we doing today? Good, sir. I am doing pretty good, sir. How are you doing? Doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. You know what this week is for me? The first week yeah. of the actual oh. NFL for me, sir. That's it. That's right. I already had my first taste last week. Right. And it, what a taste it was. I'm, I'm anxious to talk about it with you um, in a couple hours when we start recording that Jets show because, oof, do I got a lot to say about how great your boy Zach Wilson looked. <laughs> but on to Dolphins talk. Oh, to Dolphins talk. Listen, there is plenty to talk about in the aspect of what we want to see in the upcoming game, who we want to see in the upcoming game. But I, I feel like a big cognate wheel that needs to be addressed first and foremost before the season gets started is my boy, Mr. White Power Ranger himself, Mr. Christian Wilkins. And Cat for Life, welcome to the show, Big Daddy. There's that man. There's that man showing love. I, this man just shows love. He shows love to all Dolphin fans. And I and I love that about you, brother. I, I appreciate you being here. But Christian Wilkins, he, sp he spoke on his contract when they asked him about it this week, Danny. And he basically said the biggest thing with all that, all that stuff is I try to focus on, I try to focus as much as possible on ball and leave all that other stuff up to the organization and my representation just to control what I could control with my guys and with this team. I definitely feel like I've done enough, done a lot to earn a new deal and a new contract. But again, I'm just focusing on ball and improving every day and just giving my all to this organization. Hopefully they could give all their all back to me. I told you a few weeks ago when we discussed it with Josh Moser that I feel like if anybody deserves a contract on this team, like I get it, you got to you gotta get the quarterback wrapped up, but we picked up his fifth-year option, so we don't have to worry about him right now. There's going to be plenty of players that we got to sign down the road. But I feel for me, Christian Wilkins is one of those team guys that he brings it as a leader, and then even more so, he brings it as a player. So if, if there's a player that you have to take care of, it's Christian Wilkins for me. How do you feel about the comments, and how do you feel about where we are as of you know August 8th? As as a Dolphin fan, I would assume that this music to your ears, you want to hear one of your best players say that they're putting the game before their contract, right? That's what you yeah. want to say. I am surprised to hear that just because it's the NFL. In the NFL, this isn't very common. This isn't the NBA where you basically have a guaranteed contract even if you go down with an injury. It's not the Major League Baseball, where same thing. But in the NFL, if you get injured, that's it. You lost your opportunity at a big contract. So if I was advising him, I'd advise him to sit out. I know Dolphin fans don't want to hear that, but just it's the NFL. Like if, if he gets injured and it's really bad, they might give him a nice little contract next year to come back and help him train and get better, but he's not going to get the contract that he was about to get. Right. So in the NFL, it's just a little different. I'm surprised that he's taking this route, but I, like I said, as a Dolphin fan, I'm sure that you love it and you could appreciate that. He sees that this team has something special going and he doesn't want to be a distraction. So I could appreciate that. And I just hope he can stay healthy because I think that eventually they will take care of him. Hopefully yeah. it's before the season starts. But it's, it's a big-time risk that he's taking, and hopefully it pays off for him in the end, for both of them, the Dolphins and for him. 
I, I appreciate you saying it that way, that it's, you know, for Dolphin fans. But I feel like some Dolphin fans, maybe not most. And, you know, we got a couple of people watching right now. So hopefully they chime in it in the in the comment section. If he were to hold out, I wouldn't be upset with him because he has been nothing but a team guy this whole entire time. He hasn't been a distraction off the field. He does everything right. So up to this point, like the Le'Veon Bells of the world, that guy did not deserve a new contract the way he was going about it. But nope. a gentleman like, for example, like Saquon Barkley, he deserves to hold out because he is the epitome of that team. Christian, Wilkin, Christian Wilkins has shown that he is the epitome of the center of this defense right now. Without Christian Wilkins, that middle is not going to be as effective as it is for the people like Zach Wheeler, like people like a Jalen Phillips, people like a Bradley Chubb, because so much attention is going to Christian Wilkins. So for me, if he were to hold out, I think I'd be fine with that as well because the guy has done everything to earn his contract. And I think also the fact that he's choosing to play through this yeah. or, or, or train through this, even though I, I think that if he were to choose to hold out, the Dolphins might feel the pressure because we've said it time and time again on the show, Vic Fangio doesn't blitz. So they're nope. counting on the front guys to get the pressure. And Wilkins is a big part of that. If you miss that from this team, the team overall might suffer because you might not get to the quarterback because, again, you're not blitzing. So you need a count, and you need all the talent possible on that front line to get to that quarterback. No, this is not a knock against Raekwon Davis. But when we spoke about Raekwon Davis and Josh Moser, we feel like maybe now in, in his third, fourth year, you're going to start seeing that development from Raekwon Davis as an integral part of the defensive line. But let's face it, Zach Zeeler has been the, the better defensive tackle than Raekwon Davis. So my thing is, if Raekwon Davis was playing at the same level or near the same level as a Christian Wilkins, maybe you have the opportunity to be like, all right, maybe we don't have to take care of him right away. But the fact is, Christian Wilkins is playing better than any defensive tackle on our team and better than most defensive tackles in the NFL. Your boy, Quentin Williams, is an integral part of your defensive line, so you know how important it is to get that big boy signed and getting ready for camp. But I think Christian Wilkins is exactly on that same boat. And Cat for Life, Wilkins is, is taking one for the team. If it works out, he will get the bag. Unfortunately, Chubb needs to also prove his worth, for sure. Danny's been a big, big advocate of that. The pastor, I don't believe the pastor in Chubb. Must be up. Yeah, I know you don't. I know you don't believe in Chubb. But mm -hmm. I think we all have seen that we believe in Christian Wilkins. And dude, yeah. the guy deserves his bag. Pay the man. Pay the man. 100%. Figure it out. This front office always figures a, uh, figures out a way to get their players paid when they want to. I think this is one of those that you need to and you should want to. But that's our piece about this one. I, I read this certain tweet. And if you know who tweeted it, by all means, go give him a shout out. We're going to go ahead and use this tweet because, Danny, I thought it was interesting. And I, people who are watching, I, I hope that you 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 tie in. Ooh, that's a good question. Wait, before we go to that. Dude, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think I've seen enough from him yet to say that he does make the 53-man roster. But if you lose a Raekwon Davis, if you lose a Zach Sealer, God forbid you lose either of those guys, you may see Pelly sneak in there and, and make the 53-man roster. Even worst well, case scenario on the practice squad. And, and thanks, Cap, for for uh, asking that because I did that kind of led me to something that I wanted to bring up and I had forgotten about. Sure, the the official depth chart came out right for the preseason and yeah, 
you know, th- those things change, right? So you shouldn't sure. overreact. But Raquan Davis is is starting ahead of a Zach Sealer. Mm-hmm. Does that worry you at all? Not at all. Because Zach Sealer is one of those guys that how we discussed it last week. You there's certain guys that don't need preseason. There's certain guys who don't need training camp. I feel like Zach Sealer, you need to keep as fresh as possible, especially him wanting a new contract as well. That it's okay to throw Raquan Davis because Raquan Davis is currently paying under his rookie contract, anyways. I, yeah. I, I feel like for week one, it's perfectly fine to roll out um Raquan Davis over Zach Sealer. And I think we're 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 gonna discuss it when we talk about Atlanta Falcons versus Miami Dolphins at, at the end, but we don't expect to see too many starters even touch the field this week, right? No, nah, no. Nah. But even then, but that's what I'm saying. Like the starters are still listed as the starters on this depth chart. Yeah. So it was just a little uh, it just stood out to me. That's, I guess that's the okay. best way I could put it. It stood out to me. All right. So let's go ahead and get to this other topic, this tweet that I was talking about. A- anybody watching, I-, I definitely want your two cents on this. This was a tweet. Would we, anybody here, Miami Dolphin fan, Jet fan, whoever's watching right now, Inter Miami fans, if you know who Christian Wilkins is, Danny, you, as a person who's not a Miami Dolphins fan, if it meant giving the bag to Christian Wilkins or trading him for two first rounders, would you do it? No, no. I Look, I understand that first round picks are extremely valuable. And if you have no intentions of, of giving Christian Wilkins a contract, then yes, I suppose you do it. And you try to get the best out of your investment. You do it before the trade deadline, right? Mm-hmm. If that's being offered to you. But if you, how many first round busts are there every year? Mm. Just because you get a first round pick doesn't guarantee you a first round caliber player. You have right now a first round. If Christian Wilkins is in the draft in 2024, he'd be a top five pick. Yes or no? Yes. So you already have a top five pick. You don't trade him for two additional first round picks. Unless, like I said, you, for whatever reason, have no intention of re-signing him. And then you kind of just use them throughout the first half of the year and then trade them for those two first round picks at the trade deadline, I suppose. But if you have if you're hoping to maybe get him for a, a long term contract, no way do you give this guy away. He is a top five pick and you don't know what you're going to be getting with those other two picks. So so that's my perspective on it. I like it. And I'm going to play devil's advocate. Well, let me let me say this before I play devil's advocate. Hell no, I would not trade Christian Wilkins for two first-rounders. Now, upon reading this tweet, there was a few people in the comment section that said, you would have to be stupid to not at least consider it. And I say, what? You know what? I'll consider this. If you're trading him to, like, a bottom-tier team that you know may win one to two games this upcoming season, and it's their actual two first-round picks, I might consider it then. But outside of that, I am not trading him to a team that's on the cusp of the playoffs. I am not trading him to a Super Bowl contender. I am not trading him to anybody that could win any more than, let's say, seven to eight games. Because then, like you said, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get good talent in the mid-tier rounds. You are not going to get anything Christian Wilkins value that's going to be better. You could luck out and get something good or better. But it's a crap shit. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know. And and the other thing is, I, I like the hypothetical because that would be one way that I might do it. Yeah. But who the hell is like, oh, I might get the first or second overall pick. Let me trade him for a defensive tackle. Sure that shit, that, <laughs> yeah, that shit ain't happening. Like, not even Christian Wilkins, just the position. Like, I'm not trading him for a nose tackle or or whatever, or even an end. 
I, I mean, think certain, like a, I think there's certain Jaylen players. Jalen Phillips like, might. Right. I think there's certain players like uh, a pass rushers, an Aaron Donald that could potentially go for two yeah, first rounders. Yeah, yeah you know? for sure. But, Something um, like that. Khalil Mack in his absolute prime. Correct. Correct. Listen, they, they, they got a steal for that guy. So, no, hell no. I would not trade Christian Wilkins for um, for two first rounders. No, it's just not happening. I want this man on my team. He is a generation generational talent at the defensive tackle position. He's proven every single year he's been here. Every year he's been here, Danny. You have seen it. It's a trend. He's gotten better every single year. It wasn't like he had one great season and then dropped off. No, no, no. Look at the bar. It's going up. So I think that we haven't even seen the best of Christian Wilkins yet, and there is no way in hell that I'd be trading him. But, alas, we move on. Now, we are supposed to have a certain guy join our show. He has not reached out yet, so I'm going to go ahead and move forward for a moment with discussing the upcoming preseason game, Danny. And you said you already looked All at right. the upcoming you, you, you looked at the upcoming depth chart. And I kind of want to talk about it because it's going to be it's technically our first game preview of the year. And I know you haven't gotten a chance to watch too many videos coming out of training camp for the joint practice that started today. So I'll kind of just fill you in. Tua lit up the Atlanta Falcons starting defense and then our starting defense lit up the Atlanta Falcons offense. It's they they couldn't do anything. And we were finding everybody from River Craycraft to Jalen Waddle to Tyreek Hill. Everybody was shining on the Atlanta Falcons, but it's a joint practice, right? At the end of the day, is anybody really expecting the Atlanta Falcons to be a powerhouse this year? So I guess the way I, I caveat this question to you, sir, do you put much stock in how impressive our starting unit looked against an opposite team um, during this joint practice? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. I think joint practices are more telling than the preseason games. In joint practice, you're getting the ones against the ones. Mm -hmm. In preseason, you're not getting that. In joint practice, there's no cameras around. It's just you guys. You yeah. might see a little more wrinkles in the offense or the defense than you would in a preseason game. Yes, they still film them and all that other stuff. But I think that you do get more out of these joint practices. So if they are lighting up the ones, whether it be a good team or a bad team, that's still great. If they're a bad team, your offense and your defense should dominate. My question was Jason Saunders dominating? Because I think that that is something that you should address at some point because the kid's got to go. Wow. I want to say he has to go. I think he had not his best year. I think year. he has to go. I, I don't think he had his best year, Danny. I think He's a um, kicker. He is a kicker. And, and listen, kickers aren't that replaceable. You should know from firsthand experience that it's not that easy to find a good kicker. You were I getting know, but ready if mine is bad, then I'd rather get another bad one until I get a good one. So you just mean like, flow through them throughout the season fuck it just that's what most teams do when their it. kickers are bad look if a kicker is bad that's what usually the happens look yeah. you i mean yeah you write it out another year but how much are you gonna hate it when he costs you one or two games this year well he hasn't really cost us a game to memory now he has missed some important field goals but there hasn't been a game where well if jason sanders hits that field goal we win that game it's not he hasn't had one of those situations yet. Yeah, He's okay, maybe not, not outside not of necessarily. Him. Yeah, maybe not necessarily to like end of the game. Right. But I mean, if he misses him during the game, those points add up at the end, or it those happens, missed points add up in it the end. It happens. Listen, unless right, you uh, find somebody that doesn't miss those field goals, unless you're what's his guy named from Baltimore? 
the the best kicker Justin in the Tucker? in the world. Yeah, if you're, unless you're Justin Tucker, you're gonna miss field goals in a game. That guy doesn't miss anything. So unless you're Justin Tucker, Justin Tucker, unless you're Justin Tucker talent at kicker, dude, you're gonna miss some field goals. And he's in his right to have a bad season. I think, dude, you're getting ready to kill players like Xavier Howard and Jason Sanders for one bad year. I'm saying let them show you that they could come back better and stronger, which I think is what's going to happen for Jason Sanders and Xavier Howard. But nonetheless, one of the people that we've been talking about that I'm excited, I guess, to see, and I, and I hope he gets a lot of playing time, has I'm been – just real quick. He missed six yeah. field goals last year. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, is is that fine. the worst? Is that the worst in the NFL? He missed three extra points. You shouldn't miss any extra points. They moved it. Maybe moved one. It they moved it back. Remember, they moved it back. It's what? not as easy. No. As, <laughs> it's not as easy like, as like it a used whole to be. five yards. Hey, hey, it's at the no, twenty now, I'm man. Sorry. It's at the twenty now. You know, I I'm think. Sorry, it's, I think Jason it's, Jason's on. He's got to go. Cat, cat for life. I'm trying here. I'm trying here, but he's killing my boy. I'm I'm trying here, but he's killing my boy. All right, listen. Nonetheless, one of the guys we've been talking about that's looked outstanding in this um training camp so far has been Cam Smith. And the fact that I think the rookie is going to get a lot of playing time this upcoming week against the Atlanta Falcons outside of him. Who else do you, are you are you wanting to see show out during this first preseason game? Because like, like I said, I'm, we're, I'm, we're, we're not going to get a lot of starters playing this game. Right. I think Cam Smith's going to get uh, a, a, a lot of play. I would like to see Eli Apple. Mm. <laughs> I want to see. Do you think Eli Apple ends up with the starting job at the, at the beginning of the season? No. I don't no. either. No. But the better question is do you see Eli Apple making this final 53 man roster? Yes. Even, yes. even yes. with Jalen Ramsey on 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 the on the IR until yes. December. Yes, I think without a doubt he makes it. Really? You don't think he makes it? Bro, that guy can't cover open air, bro. Come on, man. Come He's on, man. Come on. 100%. See, Cap, I'm trying out here, man. I'm trying out here. But Cap, listen, Eli Apple. What's your best memory of Eli Apple? Him getting owned by every single receiver you see him going up against. Because he doesn't have a dominant play against anybody. I'm sorry. I'm not Eli- trying to shit on you. I know you're on my team right now. I I, I get it. But, dude. Eli probably- Apple, he was, look, he played decent with the Bengals. He, look, with the Giants, he was horrible. But once he left the Giants and all that drama he had over there with the he Giants. He got owned against the Rams. Did you forget this? He got owned against the Rams. Everybody was cooking him. And it's not like it was just, um, uh, oh, my God, what's this guy's name? Coop, uh, Cooper Cup. It's not like if it was just Cooper Cup. Odell Beckham on one leg was owning Eli Apple. Everybody, sir, owns Eli Apple. He should. I want to own Eli Apple. That Listen, but let's be honest, sir. Yes, I would love to see Eli Apple play just so I could tell you I told you so next week when he gets burned by the fourth wide receiver on the Atlanta Falcons death chart. That's all I'm saying. For for the Dolphins' sake, I hope Cam Smith wins that second uh, cornerback yes. spot next to Xavier. Yes. I, I, that's what I hope for you guys. Eli Apple's making the team one way or another. Now, is okay. he going to start? I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Eli's going to make the team. Another thing that I want to see is Nick Needham. I don't know if he if he's gonna play this upcoming week. I doubt I, I they might play him. Um Byron Jones, I don't think he's ready for game yet. He's also coming back from from uh from surgery as well. Trill Williams, he's another uh defensive back. He's also coming back from I think it was an Achilles for him. But th- these are three guys that got injured early last season and very early for Trill Williams. He ba- we lost him in the preseason last year. So Javon I, Holland I, probably won't play. No, no. I, there's no point in putting Javon Holland out there in the middle of that in, in this game. But 
I am excited to see either of those guys come back. I am, I'm excited to see Trill Williams, uh, Brandon Jones, and Nick Needham come back because if they could play anywhere near the level, what Trill Williams, if he's playing anywhere near the level, what he was doing last year during training camp and preseason, it's very exciting, especially with Jalen Ramsey not being able to go. Nick Needham, I, I think I told you this, he's not a great outside corner, but he plays that nickel to a dime. He's very good in the nickel, so it'll be exciting to get him back. And then, obviously, Brandon Jones at safety, lining up next to Javon Holland. I think it's one of the best pairs. Like, I'll take I'll take those two over most safeties in the league as far as a tandem. Um, but another one is Kendall Lamb. I don't know if you've heard too much about Kendall Lamb, but Kendall Lamb has no, been impressing. He's been impressing at offensive tackle um, during this um, training camp so far. So I'm excited to see if Kendall Lamb can hold his own and maybe steal the job from a, a potential Austin Jackson. Um, they've been rotating tackles at left tackle with um, and right tackle, obviously with Teron Armstead not being able to fully go because he was ch- coming off the pup list. So but he's going to be good by the time the season starts. Oh, for sure. For sure. He'll be 100% by the time the season starts. But if Kendall Lamb could, let's say, all right, Austin Jackson's not playing up to part, and, and you could bring a Kendall Lamb into the game to solidify that right tackle spot as best as he can, I'm excited to see that too. So offensive line will be one of those that I'm really looking at tomorrow. And obviously the defensive backfield. I think at linebacker, like we discussed last week, David Long, Jerome Baker, um, Andrew Van Ginkle, these guys are going to be much better in this um, Vic Vangio defense. And we already know what we're getting out of the front four. So those are going to be the areas that I'm looking at tomorrow. I mean, I'm sorry, on Friday. All right. Well, I'll tell you who I'm looking out for. Well, first of all, sure. before I ask to tell you who I'm looking out for, I have a question. Emmanuel Akba, is, is, he, hmm. is he back and fully active? I hate to tell you this. When I've been out there twice now, and maybe Cap for Life could shine some light on this, and maybe he's read somewhere that I haven't. Um, I haven't seen a lot of conversation about Emmanuel Ogba. I don't even know if he's hit the field. So you you threw me for a loop with that one because if you would have told me beforehand, hey, can you look into this? I would have looked in for it. But as of right now, you put a gun to my head and you told me, hey, have you seen Emmanuel Ogba? I can honestly tell you that I have not heard anybody talk about Emmanuel Ogba. Okay. Well, well, I don't believe in him or Bradley Chubb, but hopefully they proved me wrong. Mm-mm. So. So, people that I'm looking forward to watching. First, Mike White. Mm, your boy. R- reason being, we think that he might get a start here or there. Yeah. I mean, no no shade at Tua, but he hasn't played a full 17. Yeah. We could assume, right, if, if history serves us, that he'll get a game or two. Yeah. Another person I'm kind of curious to seeing, Dan Feeney. He was horrible mm-hmm. on the Jets. Horrible mm-hmm. on the Jets. But... He can play guard. So there's a chance that if he plays well, do you think that he might come in and play for your boy? Liam Eikenberg? Oof. Yeah. Listen, if he could play this much better than Liam Eikenberg, I'd take him. But you told well, me. Well, Liam Eikenberg. I, I was going to say, you have firsthand knowledge on Dan Feeney. You told me he was quite terrible for you guys in New center, York. At center, yes. At center, okay. he was horrible. But – Liam, whenever I, I see Dolphins people and they're saying worst players on the team or, or position of most need, basically everything points to Liam Eikenberg. It's, it's, it's almost unanimous. Oh. So I'd like to see if Dan He gets Feeney picked on improve. by everybody, bro. He gets picked on by yes. everybody. Well, I, I, and I think if maybe Dan Feeney plays better at guard than in center. In center, there's a lot of thinking involved. So right. maybe. And then this kid, I always forget how to pronounce his name. Achian? Uh-huh. Devon Achian? A chain, a chain, yeah. I really want to see him. He's he has to get some playing time, right? Oh, for sure. I think for so, sure. If so anything, I'm you're looking keep, forward you're keeping, to seeing you're him. keeping Raheem Mostert out 
You're going to get a lot of A-Chain. You're going to getting a lot of Al, um, Salvin Ahmed. Um, Ahmed, I'm sorry. And then a lot of Miles Gaskin. I think that those are going to be the main running backs that you see tomorrow. And there we do have an undrafted rookie running back that um, I can't remember his name at the moment, but he's the one that broke like a 60-yard run um, during Dolphins training camp last week. But I think that's going to be another guy that gets some playing time on Friday. And the last person is the person we were talking about last episode where I said that I don't think Chosen makes the team. I was kind of pushing for Easy e I yeah. call him Easy e now because I can't pronounce the kid's name. Eric Azukama. 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 So him. I would love to see him. Again, big body. You guys need a big body because all you guys have is speed. Speed everywhere. I think a big, big body would serve you guys right in those those uh, short yard red situations, red, red zone right. situations. So I think that if you can get some some productive play from him on Friday, I think that would go a long way also. So those I, I are the agree. names that stick out to me. I agree because what you want is the ability to have a big body wide receiver that forces a corner to have to go around to defend where it's not as easy for them to come and just swat the ball for, when it's approaching you. Right. It's not going to be that easy for you. So I agree. I think, but we kind of felt like that. We, I think we both talked about it at length last week that we think that Erica Zukama, Braxton Berrios, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, I think those are for sure the four safest ones. And Cedric then Chosen. Wilson. Yeah, so Chosen Anderson and Cedric Wilson kind of on the fence. That, that would be my guess. We could be terribly wrong. It could be Chosen making the team and then Braxton Berrios getting cut. But I don't know. Can you tell me about if Chosen Anderson has ever played punt returner or kick returner? Does he have not, that specialty in his bag? I, not that I'm aware of. He's fast, but he's not elusive per se. Like, he's not a good route runner. Okay. I'm sorry. He's improved route running, right? But he isn't the best route runner. Uh, Braxton Berrios is your special teams guy. He's going right. to make the team I solely think so based too. off of that. Yeah, I think so, too, because you're not going to put Tyreek as explosive as Tyreek Hill is. You're not going to put him to return kicks for you all the time. Maybe if you're maybe if you're down by emergency situations. Yeah, right. You're down by six and you need to score because you're about to get into the playoffs or you're about to want to maybe. But outside Mm -hmm. of that, you are not throwing Tyreek Hill back there. But it's too dangerous. Let me go ahead and check if my boy is ready. He is not. Danny, let's go ahead and finish up with this last subject, which let's go. I've been telling you for weeks now. I'm dying to discuss because. I'm one guy. I am one guy that will not engage trolls. You know this, whether it's Jets coming at me, Bills fans coming at me, Patriots fans, it doesn't matter. I do not engage trolls. You want to know why? Two quick reasons. One, don't give them the attention. Because if you reply or quote tweet them, what happens? They get what they originally wanted with said troll tweet was to get people's attention and to get them more visits to said tweet. Secondly, you could come out looking terribly wrong like you could be like no my dolphins are going 17 and 0 and then you go and say something and then your fans finish 0 and 17 it happens i i play on the better safe than better safe than to be sorry aspect of it but more often than not i just don't engage because i don't want to give them the attention a certain troll that we all are very aware of in the dolphins twitter if you are on dolphins twitter got owned and i gave you a little bit of it that you saw that even said troll deleted some of the tweets that he got owned on. I sent these to you. So my ultimate question, not to shine any light on this specific troll is, do you think it's good when they get called out the way this certain troll got called out? Uh, Like you said, it brings attention to them. So I don't know if it's good per se. The fact that the person deleted it 
makes it seem like he realized that he might have uh, he might have regretted it just a bit. A little and bit. There, there are some accounts that people just don't take seriously after a while because yeah. they just realize that they're just looking for those clicks. Um, I try not to uh, uh, kind of engage with those people. You have because... you have the ability to answer trolls sometimes, and I've seen you do it, where you try to hit them with a smart tweet. You understand what I'm saying? Like, well, I try to be very polite. Right. Our boy Ghost of Adam Gase tweeted something the other day about the wide receiver room. And you very eloquently responded, I didn't know Devontae Parker won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Do you remember the oh, tweet I'm talking I, about? I, I remember that now, yes. Okay. I do. Now, two things could be right at the same time. Jets fans, I'm looking at you now, Danny, and I'm looking at any other Jets fan that would potentially see our, our trailer when we post it. Outside of Garrett Wilson, you really don't have anybody worth mentioning. For us, outside of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, we also have nobody really worth mentioning. So when people say that we have the, the better wide receiver room, technically we are right because our one and two is better than most people's one and two. So right. when you said what you said on that tweet, I read it and I was like, yeah, you're right. Devontae Parker never won an offensive rookie of the year, but I knew what you meant by it. Ghost Ghost's tweet wasn't a troll tweet. One, because what he said is factual. Like, there was a time where Dolphin fan base was like, oh, we have Devontae Parker. We have Albert Wilson. We have talent everywhere. When, in fact, outside of Devontae Parker's talent, which he could never stay on the field for, we really didn't have anything at wide receiver. For me, and I've told you this on the Jets show, if you guys lose Garrett Wilson, nobody is scared of the New York Jets in the wide receiver room. Because Adam Lazard is not a game-breaker. McCole Hardman is not a game breaker, but well, Garrett could Wilson, be, but yeah, right. But Garrett Wilson has proven, and people who are saying Garrett Wilson is not the truth, Dolphin fans, I don't care. Garrett Wilson is the fucking truth. That guy was playing with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. Fuck Mike White. Mm -hmm. Mike White could actually throw the ball. This guy was shining yep. with Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson. He won Offensive Rookie of the Year because he deserved to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. But outside of that, Danny. If you lose Garrett Wilson, there's really nobody else on the Jets worth mentioning. But it goes back to it. The way you specifically answer trolls, I enjoy. Because you hit them with facts. Like, I'm not going to be rude about that tweet, but I'm going to ask you, did said person win Offensive Rookie of the Year? Of course not. But the way I would answer it would be much more malicious. Like, what the f are you doing here? So when I read the way that <laughs> OJ McDuffie came at said troll, it, 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 like I, I sent you the tweet. I was like, yeah. little baby, yes, it happened <laughs> because I would never do it. I would never come. Listen, and the guy has like 25,000 subscribers. Obviously, he has a large enough fan base that enjoys said trolling that he does. Listen, we can't all be Nikki Smokes. Shout out to my boy, Nikki Smokes. We all can't be that. But that guy was all about the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, he may be obnoxious at the time, but he was all about his team. This said troll, Danny, he tries to get. Bengals fans. He tries to get Titan fans. He was like number one Titan show, number one Bengal show. So you can't say I'm in a yeah, what? I know you're giving me that face, but I'll send you the I'm video. Confused. I'll send you the video, sir. He okay. literally has channels for other teams as well. But you can't say you're the epitome of a Dolphin fan when you're trying to have a video about other football teams as well. So ultimately, the backup question is do you think it was a good move on Juice to call out said troll? Or do you think, yeah, next time just let it go?
Yeah, I think next time just let it go. Like, what did it really do uh, besides making him erase the, the tweets? It has yeah. us talking about it, right? It has us talking about it. You're absolutely right. You see? More so, attention. More attention. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I, if I was him, I would I would just ignore it. I mean, I know sometimes it's hard because it I, I usually try not to respond. But because when dude, I feel the urge to respond... Hard. He trolls yeah, hard. No, it's pointless. But when I when you go out there and you say that Skyler Thompson it, yeah. was the best quarterback on the field at training camp, you're looking. You're looking for somebody to click on that tweet and quote tweet. You you understand what I'm saying? You know what you were doing. But, you know. But you, you know doing. what? There there are certain days where a quarterback could just play poorly. Like maybe that day, Skyler Thompson was the best. For example, today, today, only today, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson played better than Aaron Rodgers in training camp. Aaron Rodgers had a bad day. Zach Wilson had a good day. Now, I could have very easily, Zach Wilson looked great or was by far the best quarterback on the field today. And you would have got murdered. Yeah. Because they'd be like, oh, yeah, but uh, we had a bad day, blah, blah, blah. So it's clickbait, but, you know, it's pointless. But don't you think there's a way to word it? Because this central consistently, consistently, Bashes on Tua Tungabayaloa. I mean, consistently. Even if he were to go and perform, like let's say go 15 and 15 for 260 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks, be like, yeah, but let's see him do it again. He won't give him credit for what he just did. But he'll be like, yeah, let me see, let me, let me see him do it again. Listen. You mean like Omar Kelly? Oh. oh. Sir. I'm just I'm glad that we talked about it. I'm glad I'm glad that we talked about it because I, I don't enjoy talking about trolls or giving light to trolls, but at the end of the day, I'm glad it happened. Like I'm glad that yeah. Drews went after him just for the simple reason that, dude, we get it. We get it. You you have built your following on your on your strong worded tweets. I get that. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not hating on your game. I promise you I'm not. But sometimes you're trolling. It's really fucking hard. But like I said, I'm glad he went back and deleted some of the tweets. Um, I will tell you that some of the responses he said, I'll give him credit for. I think some of the responses that he provided after the initial tweet were facts that I think the Miami Dolphin fan base deserves more. But at the same time, Danny, do you honestly believe anybody in the Miami Dolphins, whether it's a team, I mean, whether it's team members, whether it's players, hold on. Do you feel like anybody is purposely trying to go out there and not put the best product on the field? Like, that is my legitimate question to you. Like, these guys, I get it. They're getting paid millions of dollars. So, yeah, if they fuck up a play here and there, they're not going to. But these guys honestly care about the, the the product that they're putting on the field. So, my thing is, as battered fans that we are, shitting on them isn't going to make it any better. Because, trust me, these guys want to win more than you and I do. Yes. But, like, if you paint it that way. Mm-hmm. then you will never be able to have these conversations because then you're like, but he's trying. If he sucks, <laughs> he sucks. Like, let, let's be real. That's sports, unfortunately. And that's but we sports can't. Talk. We can't say a person sucks and he sucks. That's fine. But I know, but you're saying that, like, do you think anybody out there isn't giving their all? No. And that's why it's hard having these conversations with professional athletes right. like right. OJ, because right. he knows what it's like. He's like, yeah, we're, I'm, maybe I'm playing bad, but I'm busting my ass. It's just not right. working out for me. So I get it. But I mean, sorry, my guy, like this is the career that you chose and I appreciate you. But when you're playing poorly, we're going to call you out. And when we say we deserve better, it's I mean, it, it sounds horrible because I know that these guys are busting their ass. Right. But we want to win. Listen, so Danny, all, all I'm going to ask you is who are you, bro? 
Who are you? <laughs> That's all I'm gonna ask. Who are you, Danny, to be calling these guys out? But yeah. um, listen. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you hear that? Oh, I don't know if no. you heard that Stephen A. clip. I, I I'll send it to you after here. But Cap, exactly. Like Stephen A. just went hard, hard against Mike McDaniel, just telling him to shut up. That it was his fault that Tua Tungvaloa was hurt last year. He went at him hard. But and OJ agreed. I don't think OJ agreed, but what I'm saying, I think it's on that same level. Oh, the way that OJ went at him oh. and the way Stephen A. Oh, I see, I see, yeah. I see what you're saying because OJ didn't respond to that. Okay, I see right. what Cap is saying. Right. Um. Well, I mean, don't don't you blame Mike McDaniel for that? No, not at all. Okay. Because it the, it, the way the way that people set it up is. There's a battery of things that Tua Tungvalu has to pass before it even becomes a coach's decision. So if four people have given him the nod, right? If four people have said, yes, he is good to go back into the game, Mike McDaniel wants to win the game. At the end of the day, I don't think he's going to put Tua in harm's way and say, you know what? I don't believe the other four professionals that one did end up getting fired over. And I'm not going to put you back in the game. I honestly think Mike McDaniel did what he thought was best for the team and player and put Tua back out there. I think my whole thing, and I was just fucking last year and, right, and hindsight right. being 2020 and all, I think that the, the stuff that was bad was the fact that it was a short week and he started that Thursday night. I think after what happened on against the, was it the Bills, right? Yeah. I think what happened after the Bills, they, he shouldn't have started just four days later. And I don't care what the professionals say, but again, I agree. hindsight is twenty twenty, and people are going to be like, ah, oh, you wouldn't have said it back then. I probably would have, but, um, but you know, I can't prove it. And no, it, like but, I said, it, it's last year, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, that, and, that, that was a shitty situation. And um, I think the only thing that I want to touch on this real quick, Cap, for you is I think OJ would keep the same energy. I, listen, we're going to reach out to him. He follows the show, so it's um, we're going to reach out to him this week to see if he'll join us next week. Um, obviously, we won't touch on this subject too much, but we'll ask him questions like this in, in a more, I guess, un direct way. Like, how do you feel when it comes to these people who work at ESPN, Fox Sports, blah, 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 bringing down if our team? On. Right. Um. Yes, exactly, exactly, 100%. So if he comes on, we'll definitely ask him that question because I feel like, when you go through Twitter cap for life, right? And you see the same person who keeps popping up on your timeline, consistently bash the team that one you played for the team that you're a fan of. I think that once you see that so consistently, remember the more followers you have and the more tweets you put out there, the more engagement is going to pop up on people's feeds. So the re I'm pretty sure that the reason that he said enough is enough. It was just because how often he saw that it was more negative than positive. Like if, if said person was positive and then negative, and then positive again. But when you read these tweets, it's 98% negative about what they're seeing on the field. And I feel like you can't really you can't really make a just opinion, Danny. It's kind of like what we, go, what, we, what we were talking about. If all you're putting out there is negative, like you're not being biased. Like this is the reason you and I do this show is because both of us could be unbiased. But if right. I was consistently shitting on the Jets as we're doing a Jet show, it wouldn't work the way we – so I'm as honest as I can be. Sometimes it's good towards the Jets and sometimes it's bad towards the Jets. But Same here. This troll was is always going negative when it comes to our team and our players. So – or one specific player, obviously, you know what I meant. But I think the reason OJ wouldn't go after, let's say, a Stephen A is because 
let's be honest. Everybody counts the Miami Dolphins out of everything. Like, they're, Or maybe they he doesn't are, watch it. Right. Right. Maybe he doesn't watch first take. But um, we'll definitely ask him about it if he decides to come on the show. Like, I think he will. Um, and if it's not next week, I'm sure it'll be down the road. Um, but we're going to get started in that. Um, I do appreciate you always being here, always showing love. You know how much you know how much you mean to me, Cat for Life. But um, Danny, anything else before we head out? I, I had a great show with you, buddy. Um, it's always good, especially especially that we're so close to watching the first preseason game up here in a couple of in a couple of days. I'm pretty excited for that. Anything else to hit on before we get out of here? No, sir. I'm excited for you. That football's back for you. Like I said, I got it last week, so you get it this week and. What what's today? The August eighth. So yep. we are just under a month for the actual games that actually count. Uh, I right. want to say was is it September eighth that that Thursday night game kicks off? Maybe September seventh. Whatever it is, it's right around the corner. So can't wait and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Listen, we're about to go watch some hard knocks. We're about to go watch. That's uh, right. We're about to watch some new. I got listen. Well, cap for life. By the time I'm you guys sit down. Gonna... I'm about to go sit down and watch some New York Jets hard knocks right now to Let's make sure real. I'm Even, prepared. No, everybody watches that show. Every, no matter what team is on it, everybody watches it. So I agree. I agree. Listen, it's anything a, it's a great football show. related, I watch. And and the yeah. way that HBO has done it throughout the years, they always put a good product, man. So I'm excited to watch it. And Danny, I'm excited to watch to talk about it with you here in about an hour and a half. So good, sir. I'll see you in about an hour and a half. Everybody else who watched to the end. Much appreciated. Make sure you like this. If you've watched it, if you're watching the replay, hit the like. And everybody who's listening to us on SoundCloud, I mean, not SoundCloud, sorry, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, much love to you guys as well. Have a great night. Have a good one.